We are proud to partner with MyFlex Learning. MyFlex Learning is a scheduling platform that helps middle and high schools meet the individual needs of all students. Students can easily create and manage time for flex blocks, wind time, activity periods, RTI, counselor and teacher appointments, and so much more. Even my favorite, Synergy Time. And with its built-in accountability tool and reporting features, MyFlex Learning solves your challenges around getting kids where they need to be and understanding how flex time is spent. Make flex time work for you. Visit myflexlearning.com BE to learn more and receive $500 off your first year. That's myflexlearning.com BE. This B Podcast Network show is presented by IXL. Loved and trusted by more than 1 million teachers, IXL enhances your teaching and takes work off your plate so you can make an even bigger impact on your students. IXL delivers personalized learning across a comprehensive pre-K-12 curriculum, including math, language arts, science, and social studies, and helps you assess student performance through actionable, real-time insights. Strengthen daily instruction, close knowledge gaps quickly, and set every student up for success. Want to bring IXL to your school? Learn more at IXL.com B-E. That's IXL.com B-E. E. Okay, welcome to the Resilient Schools podcast. Uh, we are here live at SDAC's Bridging to Resilience conference. Uh, if you are interested in attending this next year, uh, you definitely should because it's been fabulous so far. Uh, we have Elena here with us today, and she's going to share her talk that she's giving. And then we're going to chat about it just a little bit. So, Elena, go ahead. Hi, I'm Elena, but everyone at the Learning Center calls me Giggles. I'm 16 and have a kind heart. I'm told by all my friends that I'm outgoing and just a fun person to be around. Okay, my story begins when I was in elementary school. I was a really good and happy kid before it all happened. My dad left when I was four. Mm-hmm. Cried a while back. Yeah. I was, I think, six or seven. Can't okay. remember. Um, I was sexually assaulted in mm. the back closet. Oh, that's awful. Every day during reading time, hated going to school because I was just afraid. I was too afraid to even tell the teachers, so nothing happened. Nothing mm. has changed. I was not helped. My fourth grade year, I was bullied so bad that I had books thrown at my head, hardback. Mm. I like, was pushed into lockers, locked in them. Mm not helped again and then i was being suspended and expelled all the time and then i had all this stuff going on at home from my grandparents dying from Mm -hmm. like just getting in trouble at home from being in trouble at school and so it was just a continuous cycle of just all of it so and then sixth grade i was bullied to the point where i didn't want to go to school anymore Mm-hmm. I would beg my mom not to let me get on that bus. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then my eighth grade year, it was a little better, but we had a classmate that died mm. in the middle of the school year when I got bullied for crying over it. They told me wow. I'm not allowed to cry. He didn't like me. I didn't know him. Mm-hmm. It's like I, I kind of did know him, though. Yeah. Wow. So you had all these experiences. Yeah. It sounds like they were all, including the assault, uh, the sexual assault were by other kids. Is that right? 
mostly the same kids. And freshman year, it just got worse and worse. Mm. And so you, you, bad things are happening to you and nobody's doing anything. Yeah. Why, what's your perception of why nothing was done? I have no idea, but I, when I was in like my freshman year, I went to the counselor, I'd skip classes just to talk to the counselors Mm -hmm. and like it helped a little bit. I got a therapist. I now have a case manager. Um, I have recently had to talk to crisis team for other things going on. And so it's just kind of all adding up. Yeah. Moving to ESDAC made me lose all my friends from my old school. So mm-hmm. just kind of all adds up. Yeah, for sure. So so now you're in the school. And how is this school helping you with the things that you've dealt with in the past and are currently dealing with? Well, they they don't have as much. Like there's no bullying. There's no like mean things that are allowed to be by people but like people are still mean obviously that's how everyone's gonna be mm-hmm. but it's so much less to where I don't feel like self-harming mm. yeah. and so going to a school where they're focusing on this stuff hasn't solved the problem but it's lessened it is that what you're saying definitely yeah, where do you feel the responsibility lies in stopping the negative behavior towards you? Well, it's also, I have anger issues, so whenever I get told something mean, I kind of snap, and I like they get a response, so they continue. Mm-hmm. I just need to teach myself not to respond, to walk away, to, mm. like, but it's, it's hard yeah. sometimes. Well, this is really fascinating, Elena, because you, you're expressing ownership over something not in a I I'm doing this because I'm a bad person but a hey I recognize my own limitations and I see how my behavior impacts what other people do and I'm willing to take ownership for it you I haven't gotten the impression that you're blaming other people for these bad things happening to you but it feels like you could like anybody looking at this would say you could why aren't you blaming somebody else Elena because I've been in the same shoes they have. I know why people bully. They have stuff going on at home, and they're just trying to take it out and like let it off. Mm. But at the same time, I've also been mean to other people, so I know how it feels, and I can't say, hey, it's not their fault. Yeah, interesting. So how do you have that empathy and understanding for others? Where did that come from? Um, I don't know. It just kind of, It kind of just comes from, like, through all my therapy sessions, it's like you never know what somebody else is going through. Mm-hmm. You just have to be nice back and maybe teach them mm-hmm. something. Yeah, so how how does that happen now when somebody's mean to you? What are the steps you take to make better choices than you have in the past? I usually don't say anything and walk away. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm, I don't usually. I'm trying to. Okay, Sorry. there we go. I'm trying to. <laughs> Yeah. I'm getting pretty good at it. And then my uh, new coping mechanism is to go in a dark room and just sit there. Mm. So at ESDAC, I'll just go into the bathroom okay. and just sit on the floor. All right. So uh, do they have a better room for you to go sit in besides the bathroom? Something Not that's really. maybe a little more comfortable? Not really. They. It's like 
the bathroom's away from the whole room, like, mm-hmm. so I'm away from all the kids, and nobody really uses the bathroom, so it's not like I'm getting interrupted gotcha. from my little headspace mental time. Yeah, interesting. Um, so you called that a coping mechanism, right? And so that's a way that you deal with the stress and what people typically do when they're stressed or feeling anxious or having unpleasant feelings is they either take out aggression on someone or they sedate themselves with uh, scrolling through Instagram, eating food, doing other things, uh, self-harming, other things like that to, to help them deal with it. How did you learn to change and do something that is, is actually quite healthy, being by yourself taking time alone, huh. not going to your phone, that kind of stuff. I also don't have a smartphone, so I kind of oh, yeah. can't. <laughs> so. so, But I I learned it from because I would just go in the bathroom, and instead of punching a wall, I'd punch the stall door. Mm. I'd get it out quicker, and then she's like, that's not very healthy for you. And then yeah. I, so I just started sitting on the bathroom floor. Mm-hmm. And so is is punching the wall or the bathroom stall, is that... Uh, more self-harming like is that another way that you would self-harm i don't know to be honest oh interesting yeah I don't i've know i've never self-harmed i always looked at it like why would you lose your like or end your life when there's so many people that care about you and that will miss you like mm. you're just hurting like yourself more than you are no sorry you're hurting them more than you are yourself Interesting. And then self-harming, it's like when you cut yourself or, like, do something, you're just, like, when you look at that scar and later in the years, you're going to look at that and be like, why the heck did I do that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so now you've got some coping mechanisms, some things that are working better. What does your hope for the future look like? I actually have it in here. Okay. You're going to be very surprised, to say the least. So, my hope is to basically, I want to graduate high school and then become a race car driver. Oh, interesting. So, and I've learned that the reason why is because when you're racing, you leave all the stuff you went through in the past and you're focusing Mm -hmm. on what is happening now. And then I also want to go to, I forgot the college's name, but I want to go to college for photography because I've already taken a few years, so I only need like a year. So, um. And then when you take a picture, you're taking that moment and you're just living in it for a while. Mm. Just get away from reality. Mm. So fascinating. So I heard uh, Danica Patrick, uh, she has a podcast called Pretty Intense, and she's a former race car driver. And she was talking about that, uh, about being a race car driver and how truly what you're talking about forcing yourself to be present is a very real thing you have to be present when you're driving the race car because you can't be thinking about anything else and so i think it's really fascinating that you that you say that because being present is a struggle for so many people uh at all ages and why is that so important to you elena it just it kind of gives me a little bit more hope it like mm-hmm. lets me see that I do have a future. I do, I do need to keep on going. Yeah, how fascinating! What a great answer. Focusing on the present and the now makes me have hope for the future. I think that's incredible. Very insightful for 
someone with so few years on the earth, something that people live their whole lives to try to figure out that piece. Um, well, thank you so much for being here, Elena. This was great to chat with you, and I appreciate your time. Thank you. There are lots of solutions out there for giving students what they need when they need it. But when do they actually do all of those things? You need flexible time. When added into your master schedule, flex time enables students to get extra help or intervention, meet with teachers, make up work, get physical exercise, and try new enrichment offerings. If you're thinking of giving it a try, check out MyFlex Learning, which unlocks the benefits of flexible time without all the headaches you get with it usually. Its intuitive design and SIS integration makes implementation and training a breeze. Make your flex time work for you. Visit myflexlearning.com BE to learn more and receive $500 off your first year. That's myflexlearning.com BE. Do you want to simplify your school's technology, save teachers time, improve students' performance on state assessments? You can do it all, but don't waste another minute. Head straight to IXL.com BE to learn how IXL's research-proven teaching and learning platform can help you achieve all these goals. That's IXL.com BE.